the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. The U.S. Supreme Court is expected to wrap up its term this week with some significant decisions expected today. Several opinions remain, including cases on the president's travel ban and public sector unions. President Donald Trump is calling for an Ill, all illegal immigrants at the southwest border to be turned away. The president wants to do away with what he calls a long and complicated legal process and block entry to those entering the U.S. illegally. He tweets his disapproval of hiring more immigration judges and says the only real answer is to build the wall. On Sunday, the president said people entering the U.S. from Mexico are trying to invade our country and should be immediately sent back without appearing before a judge. Critics argue that is both illegal and unconstitutional. That's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. And this is SRN News. June is PTSD Awareness Month. According to the National Center for PTSD, people with this disorder may also have other problems. These include feelings of hopelessness, shame or despair, depression or anxiety, among others. Treatments for PTSD will also help these other problems because they are often related. The coping skills you learn in treatment can work for PTSD and these related problems. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Glad you're with us here on the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570. I'm Lee Michaels. Say, have you had a chance to uh, check out TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com recently? Well, if not, you should give it another look. We've got healthy living tips our program guide page. You get information on all of our programs. Of course, our podcast page there if you ever miss one of your favorite programs. Up next, it's Like It Matters Radio. First, that forecast today, partly cloudy with a high near 80. Past attendees, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head, and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, Sacramento, Dallas, or Richmond. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000. Now with this special offer, is just half price at $1,000. Go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, click on Deals. Leadership Awakening, taking commitment, not applicants. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want, they can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair and then when you look at the deals it includes that cost in there so it's not really a deal so why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale visit premier pool and chan essen today premierpools.com premier pool and spa where we take fun seriously eh take off 
The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about life scripts. It is the programming. Dr. Alfred, I think it's Alfred Adler, Austrian psychologist, actually Austrian doctor, became the head of a community psychology, individual psychology, if you will, said that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality has been put into place. And I talk all the time on this radio show that nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. In other words, we don't respond to what is going on. We respond to what we believe is growing on. And I talk about these belief systems. You know, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system, and yet most people don't know what they believe. And a lot of these beliefs, a lot of these uh, values, uh, they're scripts. They're from our past. They're from our past. And yesterday I did a, a radio show, or actually Friday I did a radio show, called The Drama Triangle. And this is basically going deeper in depth on that drama triangle. It's maybe a, a part two, if you will. And this is based on some of the work of uh, Dr. Claude Steiner, psychiatrist and uh, a worker of uh, transactional analysis. It always reminds me of the story. Uh, During World War II, you know, the Philippines, for those that don't know, is a whole bunch of islands, kind of like I think it's a larger version of Hawaii. And so there's this mainland, and then there's a whole bunch of other uh, outlying islands. And, and during World War II, you know, 1943, 1944, um, the Japanese controlled uh, the island of the Philippines. And so what the Japanese would do is they would take a lot of soldiers and put them along, uh, uh, on these uh these other outlying islands. Because you have the mainland of the Philippines, and then there's a whole bunch of other islands. I don't know how many islands, but there's tons of little islands. And during that time in World War II, a lot of these little islands were uh, uninhabited. Nothing was going on. And so the Japanese would take soldiers uh, and, and plant them on those islands. And one of the concepts being that the Allies would come back to, to fight for the Philippines. MacArthur said, I shall return. Uh, and so uh, by having soldiers on these islands, almost in recon, almost in a, um, intelligence mode, if you will, then they could radio ahead to the mainland when the, the, the soldiers, the Allied soldiers were coming. And so true story, uh, about 20 years uh, after the war had ended, one of these islands was starting to be developed. Uh, it was starting to do ag, uh, they were farming and uh, doing cattle or sheep, whatever they do in the Philippines. Then they started getting these reports about uh, people being killed. Actually, I read about this. I think there were six or seven people killed, uh, farm animals being killed or taken, and, and, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. The Philippines government was like, how could uh, one, of our, one of our country people, one of our countrymen do this to, our, to other countrymen? And they kept working to figure out what was going on. They finally realized what was going on, that there was actually a, a Japanese soldier that was on that island, uh, who was still acting as if World War II was still going on. And so they did everything they can to uh, tell this soldier, hey, uh, the war's over. It's been over for 20 years. Uh, and after a while of investigating, uh, they realized actually specifically who this soldier was. 
Uh, and so what they did is they did drop leaflets and say, hey, the war's over. Uh, I don't know if they actually put his name on it or not. And nothing would happen. Eventually, they finally uh, went and, and put in other, sent in friends of his or people from his past to go in there and tell him, that, hey, man, great job, uh, but the war is over. You're, you're fighting a war that's no longer going on. But he wouldn't believe him. He, he, he thought it was propaganda. He didn't believe it. So eventually, um, you know, the, the, the Philippines government said, I'm going to have to take this guy out. I mean, he, he's a threat. He's killing people. He's, he's causing pain and harm. And uh, this guy's lost it mentally. And if we don't get him out of there, uh, it's going to be a lot of danger. So they were going to just take him out, set up, you know, SWAT units, sharpshooters, and just take him out. He was a threat. But the Japanese government convinced them to give them one last chance, one last chance uh, to get this soldier off the island because he was mentally unstable. He still believed he was doing what he was supposed to, fighting a war. The problem is the war has been over for 20 years. And so what they did is they got a um, World War II aircraft, a, a ship, and they anchored it off the coast of that island for a few weeks because they knew this was a good soldier. They knew he would do his recon. They knew he knew his job when he was placed on that island during World War II in 1944. And so after a couple of weeks of that, what they did is they got a, a World War II era officer, someone who had retired. They had him put on his uh, normal uniform, his World War II uniform. And they, uh, again, I don't know all the details, but they did a, um, a ceremonial landing. And so they put this, uh, this retired military officer on the beach. They laid out some ceremonial teas. Uh, this Japanese officer from World War II sat there with his back to the ocean and thicket and bushes and trees in front of him. And it was a while. He sat there for a while, a couple hours, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and after a couple hours, through the thicket, through the bushes, uh, you know, comes this soldier still in uniform. Well, what a loyal soldier, what a faithful soldier, what a committed soldier, what a soldier who knew the existential questions of who he was, of why he was there, of what his purpose, what he valued. And so that soldier sat down with this retired military officer, and they brought him back to Japan. And you know what happened when they brought him back to Japan? They didn't throw him in jail. Uh, they didn't uh, make him a, a medical experience, uh, experiment. They didn't... Uh, uh, dissect him. You know what they did? They made him a national hero. He was a ward of the state. In other words, he was taken care of by the uh, country of Japan. Uh, I was told he he never had to work. Um, I, I got an article I'll share later about this gentleman because they knew who he was. And, and actually, in uh, 2014, he died. But the whole reason I tell you this story is because it's such a powerful story. That that Japanese soldier when he got back to Japan, was honored as a hero. Now, he had, he had killed some people. Uh, he had done harm. He had scared. Uh, he had killed a lot of farm animals, eaten them. That was his survival. And yet, the Japanese government didn't tell him what a loser he was. As a matter of fact, he was uh, pardoned by the Philippines government years later. You know what the Japanese government told that soldier? The Japanese government looked that soldier in the eye. And he said, well done, soldier but the war is over. Well done, soldier, but the war is over. See, that soldier went into the islands of the Philippines with a belief system. He was given orders. He had a structured belief that you're not to die. You're to be a good soldier. You're to fight the war. You're to stay alive. And so that soldier was working on old orders, old commands that he still believed were applicable today. And today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about life scripts. We're talking about life scripts. We create stories in our lives, what they have been and then what it will be. This starts in our childhood where we weave our perceptions of ourselves and of our, the world around us into a narrative about what we can and will do. And these life scripts continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect the decisions we make. They control what we think we could easily do and could never do. They shape our self-image. And yet we seldom realize where they come from or even do not know that they exist at all. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to take a look at these life scripts. 
because everything we do or do do not do is driven by a belief system. And yet most people don't know what they believe. They don't know where their beliefs came from. They don't know um, how committed they are. And beliefs fall into many different categories. There's Hall of Fame beliefs. There's lower level beliefs. And you got to realize the importance of these beliefs, the importance of these life scripts, because everything we do or do, do not do is driven by that. Nobody responds to reality, ladies and gentlemen. What we respond to is our personal map of reality. And by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. And today we are talking about life scripts. Be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina, who's served for 33 years, said about leadership awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, your radio life caddy, your radio mythoclast, destroyer of lies and myths, and those things out there accepted as truth that are nothing more than a bold-faced lie. And today, we're going into life scripts. You know, on Friday, we covered a concept called the drama triangle. And today, uh, it basically leads into life scripts. The two are, are feed each other. And they are basics, tenets, if you will, of transactional analysis. And tomorrow, I'm going to go through uh, a show called Transactional Analysis. Just go to different tenets. Because there's not only life scripts, there's not only the drama triangle, but there's also ego states. Uh, there's also uh, understanding who you're okay with. And so we'll go through a lot of this in detail. But this is scientific, psychological proof of backing up support 
for what I say over and over and over, and that nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. In other words, no one responds to what is actually going on. They respond to what they believe is going on, which leads us into transactional analysis. This is why it's all tied together. That's why you need to go to likeitmatters.net because my disciplines that interweave uh, our transactional analysis, what we're covering now with Dr. Eric Burns, uh, NLP, uh, Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satira, basically God's instruction manual for the human experience, multiple intelligences, you know, the 10 different ways that every single human being is smart, logotherapy, finding meaning in everything, uh, you know, Dr. Viktor Frankl's work, uh, canine, constant never-ending improvement, uh, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, today we call it Lean Manufacturing, Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, and Emotional Intelligence, a lot of the work by Dr. Dr. Uh, Dan Goldman and others, and all wrapped up into the Word of God. Uh, and that's why this radio show, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, is the key. There's one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. And that is our brain. It actually gets better with the use. But we got to understand how we work, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why this radio show is awesome. It's much better if you've been through our leadership training because it's reinforcement. I'm, my voice is an anchor. It's continuing the journey that you began in our two-and-a-half-day intensive. But if you haven't been to that two-and-a-half-day intensive, you should go to likeitmatters.net. We just added new dates on the schedule, likeitmatters.net. Two and a half days in the world of Mr. Black. I will teach you how you work. Again, if you're in the car business, you know cars. If you're in the computer business, you know computers. If you're in the food business, you know food. And I don't care what job you have. I don't care how you're rewarded. I don't care what your compensation is, if you get any. We are all in the people business. We sleep with people. We sell to people. We buy from people. We look in the mirror and we are a people. We procreate people. So we might want to know how we work, which reminds me of a story. And I shared this uh, um, on the show yesterday uh, when we were talking about the drama triangle, but it's powerful. I need you to hear it again. A little girl noticed her mother cutting the butt end off the ham to cook it for the family holiday dinner and asked, why do you cut off the end to cook it, mom? The mother, without giving a moment's thought, replied, why, this is the way we, my mother always cooked a ham. She taught me this way, so I know it's the right way to do it. Well, the little girl's grandmother happened to live close by. So she visited her and asked her the same question. Grandma, why do you cut the butt end off the ham before you cook it? Her grandmother replied that her mother had taught her to cook a ham like that. Great Granny happened to be visiting for the holiday, so the little girl went to her and asked the same question, and this time she got the real answer. Child, when I was cooking hams back then, I only owned one baking pan, and it was too small to hold a whole ham, so I would cut, cut the butt end off the ham to make it fit. And see, that's what these life scripts are. That's what we're talking about. It is programming. Our programming is a series of belief systems that, you know, uh, conditional statements, if-then statements, uh, uh, a series of um, comparisons. Uh, You know, we have words like success and love and what a good marriage is and what a bad marriage and what a successful life is and what a good future is, what a good past is. Don't you hear it? Where does all this stuff come from? Where do all these litmus tests that we have that we compare things to, how do we know what's right or wrong? How do we know what's good or bad? How do we know what's proper or improper? Don't you hear it? It's called the map of reality. Is the structure of all these beliefs from our past. All the programs. You know, every single human being has these, these programs. Uh, I call them CDs. You know, they're programming. Because everything we think about, talk about, put in our head over and over and over is programming. You know, I, I need eight hours of sleep and, uh, to function. Uh, I don't speak well in public. I'm not an emotional guy. Uh, life uh, is unfair. Um, you know, men don't do this. Women don't do that. If I do A, then B will take place. Don't you hear it? It's all called programming. This is how we work. We follow without question family dictums, internalized beliefs that generate sometimes nothing but misery. And why do we do it? Because that's the way we've always done it. That's why I love the Word of God. 
You know, Proverbs 26.11 says, Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. You ever see a dog return his vomit if you're his master, the dog's master? You go, what are you doing? That's gross. That's sick. Stop. Ugh. What are you doing? No wonder you're a dog, right? We say stupid stuff like that because we are wondering, what could that dog be thinking? And that's the problem. The dog isn't thinking. The dog is just reacting. He's just doing what he's always done. You know, Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is do the same thing over and over and expect different results. See, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't make sense. We do unto others as has been done unto us. The Bible says the sins of the father go three and four generations for those who hate God. You got to get this. It's not a curse. It's a sad reality. We pass on our crap. Usually molesters begat molesters, abusers begat abusers, um, so many people. And then we use our family of origin issues. Remember the two driving forces in life, neurosociative condition. There's either desire for pleasure or the avoidance of pain. And then we use our family of origin issues as drivers. And we say, boy, I'll never be like that because we hate our parents or we hate our father. Or we hate this. Or we hate what happened to us. Or we say, man, that's just the way I'm supposed to be. I'm, you know, the apple doesn't fall uh, far from the tree, right? All those belief systems. And so for some of us, we use a negative environment that we hated, that was tough, that was challenging, that caused a lot of trauma and drama, and we'll do anything but be like that. And a guy in class who, uh, because of his past, because of divorce in his family, decided he was going to wait till later in life to get married. And at 47 years old, he got married. And boy, he waited because he wanted to make sure he wasn't divorced. He wasn't, uh, you know, didn't repeat the sins of the father. And now it's just a year or two into this marriage. They waited so long for, they committed everything to. Now it's struggling. I mean, they're not getting along. He's wondering if maybe they got to get a divorce. Oh, my God, he's panicking because his whole belief system was he's not like his dad. He's not going to do what his dad did. He's going to wait. He's going to marry the right person. He's going to do it right. And so he worked really hard. He did everything he could to make that marriage work. As a matter of fact, one of the things he remembered when he was a kid, every once in a while, not that often, that his dad would bring his mom flowers. And whenever she did that, she, he ever did that, she would light up. She would light up. And he said he wants to do things like that for his wife because he saw his mom every once in a while get really feeling good when her, her, his dad would do it. And he wondered why didn't his dad do it more often. And so now in his new marriage, on a regular basis, he brings home flowers. When he's gone on the road for a while, he brings home flowers. When he's working late too much and not you know, at home where he should be all the time, he brings his wife flowers. And one thing as he looked back, he realized it never made things better. Matter of fact, as he looked back, he said things were getting worse and he couldn't figure out what to do. So they finally went to some therapy. And after some sessions of therapy where they went separately, uh, and then the, the therapist said, let's have you come together uh, because, you know, it, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. And here's what he found out, this man. See, when he brought her flowers, he thought he was doing this wonderful thing. That was based on his belief system. But here's the problem. His wife had a totally different life script. See, when his wife was growing up, every time that her father cheated on her mother, he would bring her own flowers. So to that woman, flowers equated to unfaithfulness. Flowers equated to the breaking of the wedding vows. Flowers uh, insinuated that he was having his fun elsewhere. And so every time that he brought her flowers, she would just die a little bit more. She would just get a little colder, a little more empty. Now, if they would have talked about this early on, if they would have open communication, if they would have been willing to uh, identify these things, they wouldn't be there. But this is how life scripts work. They're unconscious. They're patterns. See, we create stories about our lives, what they have been, what they will be. This starts in childhood. By six years old, we've put a majority of our map of reality in place. We weave our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us into a narrative. And these life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect the decisions we make. They control what we think we could easily do and could never do. They shape our self-image, and yet we seldom realize where they come from or even that they exist at all. 
Our life scripts are often encouraged and shaped by parents and other family members whose life scripts were shaped by their parents and so on. In this way, we become a product of our family's history. Likewise, these scripts are also woven into cultural and natural forces. Life scripts are not all the same, as they also may significantly be affected by individual events, such as being criticized by a teacher or bullied by other children. They also are constrained by inherited characteristics. For example, it would be unusual for a shorter person to include uh, being a basketball player in their life scripts. So you got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to identify what is driving us. What are those scripts? What are those old programs from our past that are still running the show today? And look ourselves in the mirror and say, well done, soldier, but the war is over. Well done, soldier, but the war is over. I am Mr. Black. We are talking about life scripts on Like It Matters Radio. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth, he knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406, or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer, with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over one million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we've been talking about life scripts. And if you miss any of this radio show, please go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this message and other archive messages. You can also now subscribe to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, and then uh, every day our radio will, uh, show will be there in a podcast form for you. We're in some local audiences. We're in Richmond, Virginia on uh, AM, I think it's uh, 1290, or FM 103.3 every uh, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. We're in St. 
St. Louis, Missouri. Love to be a part of St. Louis. The St. Louis Gospel Experience, 95.1 FM and 1260 AM. Of course, our home base is AM 1570. They're in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Uh, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You can go ahead and listen 9 to 10 AM and replay 5 to 6 PM. And we are always available on iHeartRadio anywhere in the world from 9 to 10 AM Central Standard Time and 5 to 6 PM Central Standard Time replay. And all you got to do is query Wellness Radio 1570, and there you will find us. And please, if you do Facebook, like us on Facebook. And reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can find me, Scott B. Black, Like It Matters, on LinkedIn. Go ahead and connect with me. Love to stay connected. You know, I started this training by talking about the Japanese soldier who, 30 years after the war in Japan was over, was still fighting the war. Let me give you an article uh, I got when he died, January 17, 2014, uh, from CNN. said, a Japanese soldier who hunkered down in the jungles of the Philippines for nearly three decades, refusing to believe that World War II had ended, has died in Tokyo. Hiro Onoda was 91 years old. In 1944, Onoda was sent to the small island of Lubang in the western Philippines to spy on U.S. forces in the area. Allied forces defeated the Japanese Imperial Army in the Philippines in the latter stages of the war, but Onoda, a lieutenant, evaded capture. While most of the Japanese troops on the island withdrew or surrendered in the face of oncoming American forces, Onoda and a few fellow holdouts hid in the jungles, dismissing messages saying the war was over. For 29 years, he survived on food gathered from the jungle or stolen from local farmers. After losing his comrades to various circumstances, Onoda was eventually persuaded to come out of hiding in 1974, so 30 years on that island. His former commanding officer traveled to Lubang to see him and tell him he was released from his military duties. In his battered old army uniform, Onoda handed over his sword nearly 30 years after Japan surrendered. Quote, every Japanese soldier was prepared for death. But as an intelligence officer, I was ordered to conduct guerrilla warfare and not to die. Onoda told CNN affiliate the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, quote, I had to follow my orders as I was a soldier. He returned to Japan where he received a hero's welcome, a figure from a different area emerging into post-war modernity. You know, I want you to think about that. So power. And this one sentence, his former commanding officer traveled to Lubang to see him and tell him he was released from his military duties. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what some of us need to do. You know, we created all these belief systems, all these life scripts way long ago when we were a different person. A lot of us survived through our childhood. We had to uh, become somebody else. We had to be a chameleon. We had to learn how to get through it. And so we altered some of the things we were doing. We altered some. And we created belief systems in the process. And that's what life scripts are. And it's hard to, to rewrite these life scripts. It's hard to go back. It's hard. And that's why you need help with someone like me. That's why you need to go likeitmatters.net. I don't care how bad or how good your life is going. I'm telling you right now, it can be better. My goal at likeitmatters.net is to help people maximize the potentials they were created with. And you got to understand what these life scripts are. As humans, we create stories to help make sense of our world. We're little meaning makers. That's a whole concept uh, of Dr. Uh, um, Frankel, Victor Frankel, with logotherapy. He says between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It's your power. And we make meaning out of our lives. We put ourselves in the place of the protagonist or other players, feeling what it may be like. And the greatest story for each of us is the story of our lives. We constantly retell ourselves about what has happened to us. That's why I say over and over, it really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is the narrative. What matters is how we explain it to ourselves. We replay internal audios. We replay internal videos. We attribute good and bad roles to various players in our lives. We make meaning out of it. And what does that say about us? What does that say about our role? What does that say about our importance? What does that say about our value? And we also project that into the future, wondering what that will be like under these rules, under these commanding orders. And underneath all this, often unrealized, is the great story that we made up a long ago, long, long time ago, that was put upon us. 
that was maybe forced upon us. Didn't choose it, didn't ask for it, but were held to account for it. And these life scripts shape our thoughts and actions and the stories we tell ourselves. If my life script does not contain being a doctor, then I'll never wonder about such a career or wish I could be one. If I have though of if I have through myself myself as inferior, if I look at myself that way, and I look at my life script that I was a mistake, that I was a screw up, that I never amount to much, I will position myself as such. See, we act as if. Life scripts are defined within the field of transactional analysis and as such are often viewed within the frame of the parent-adult-child model. Script messages are seen as coming from, you know, we model people, visible ways adults and peers behave, so we see it, remember? Picture, permission, example, culture. We model people. We hear about we're attributes. We're being told we're just like that. You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. You're just like this. Don't you hear it? Suggestions we get from people. You know, hints and encouragement. Sense to always do your best. Never get in a car with strangers. Uh, children should be seen and not heard. And then we get injunctions, you know, demands to not do or to do things. You know, good kids never do this. If you really love me, you do this. You know, and we start having these injunctions. And these injunctions, these programs we carry through life, don't do this, don't be this, don't be close, don't be separate from me, don't be you, don't be the the sex you are, Uh, don't be a child, don't grow up, Uh, don't act that way, don't succeed, don't be important, don't want, don't need, don't think, don't feel, don't trust, don't be uh, the same, Uh, don't be well, don't belong. Do you hear the constraints? Do you hear the limits we put our lives to these belief systems that are sometimes forced upon us, that are sometimes imputed to us? And even though everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system, most people don't know what they believe. That's why these life scripts are so important. you got to understand that. I remember hearing, I think it was Erwin Lutzer talked about this. Erwin Lutzer talked about uh, being on a farm and what they do is they would take hens, uh, and they would take the little uh, duckling eggs. And what they do is, since the hen is always, you know, sitting on the eggs, they would take little uh, eggs of a duck and put them in the hen's nest. And so that hen would sit on those eggs, would incubate those eggs, no different. They don't know the difference between an egg. It's their egg. And so then these, these ducklings would hatch uh, with these chickens, with these baby chickens, these chicks. And mother didn't know different, the ducklings didn't know different, the chicks didn't know different. It was just there. They were all one family. And so they'd walk around, you know, these little baby ducklings and these little baby chicks would follow the mother along. And then they'd go by this place where there's a water hole. And then the mother hand would walk by with the little chicks and little ducklings again, not knowing there's any difference, thinking they're all her little chicks. And then all of a sudden the little ducklings would dive in the water, would swim around, and the mother hand would freak out. She's like, chickens don't swim. What are you doing? You're going to drown. And she's freaking out, panicking, running all around. Don't you see the life scripts playing? You got the duckling that's programmed. The duckling that's programmed, right? Programmed to be a, a, a duck through nature. But the mother believes it's a chick, and chicks don't swim in the water. And so here's the mother's life script conflicting with the duckling's life script. Sound like any families you know? I remember the story about American e- uh, uh, an American Indian tells about a, a brave who found an eagle's egg and put it into the nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with a brood of chicks and grew up with them. All its life, the changeling eagle, thinking it was a prairie chicken, did what the prairie chickens did. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and insects to eat. It clucked and cackled, and it flew in a brief thrashing of wings and fury of feathers, no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, that's how prairie chickens were supposed to fly. Years passed, and the changeling eagle grew very old. One day it saw a magnificent bird far above in the cloudless sky, hanging with graceful majesty on the powerful wind currents. It soared with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. What a beautiful bird, said the changeling eagle to its neighbor. What is it? That's an eagle, the chief of the birds, the neighbor clucked. But don't give it a second thought. You can never be like him. So the changeling eagle never gave it a second thought. 
and it died thinking it was a prairie chicken. And ladies and gentlemen, that story is so profound because it's so about us. We are so handcuffed. We are so strained by old limiting beliefs, by old pain. Remember George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer near the end of his life, was asked by a group of reporters, if you could go back in time and live your life all over again and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could be anybody I wanted to be and live my life all over again, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about, living his life to its fullest, without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without the life scripts that were programmed in at a young age. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my desire for you, to help you maximize the potentials you were created with. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about life scripts, old program from our past that no longer serves us well. Well done, soldier, but that war is over. And after the break, I'm going to go in some ideas that you can implement to help change this. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Consider Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Montessori activities work with children's hands and minds at the precise, critical period of a child's development. I'm learning to be a leader by helping younger students in my classroom. Learning is so much better when it's hands-on. At Hand in Hand, I get to make my own choices. Schedule a tour now at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori, where preschool, elementary, junior high, private school, homeschool students love, learn, and lead. Call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. If you miss any of this radio show, just go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this and any archived messages. And also, if you want to truly change your life, my friend, if you truly want to take what I talk about daily for an hour a day on the radio and put it in the cellular level, make it part of your experience, 
go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and let me help you get these scripts rewritten so you can be everything you were created to be. And today, we are talking about life scripts. It's tied in the drama triangle, which is all part of transactional analysis. And if you don't change some of these scripts, and if you don't change some of the things we're talking about, you just live perpetually on the drama triangle. And remember, the drama triangle, there's the victim, there's the rescuer, and there's the persecutor. And we go back and forth. We can enter the triangle at different places, but they're all forms of the victim. The victim, you know the victim. When problems arise, the victim tends to look helplessly inward. They spin a small anxiety, you know. They become a drama king or queen. Uh, They say not, you know, they can't do this, can't do that. They avoid. And sometimes people, the only time they know to be appreciated or to be cared for is when their life's falling apart. And so some people become a victim all the time because that's the only time people care about them. Then you have the rescuer. The rescuer, uh, by definition, is one who does for other people what they can do for themselves. The rescuer is the classic enabler who swoops in to save the day. He or she can be relied upon to always put out a fire or show up at the last minute. Well-meaning to a fault, and this fixer behavior can lead to resentment and burnout. They become reluctant confronters by nature, and rescuers don't speak up even when wronged. And then the third one, which is so prevalent in the world today, uh, boy, whether you talk about the whole anti-Trump movement, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, we become then the persecutor. We all know the persecutor. The go-to strategy are often controlling, blaming, criticizing, attacking, uh, demeaning, putting down, all in righteousness, of course, always in righteousness. He or she will put you down and then, quote, try to shame you into forgiveness. The persecutor's refrain is always your fault. It's all your fault and nothing's my fault. I ain't taking no blame. See, when we live on the victim triangle, the drama triangle, it creates misery and suffering no matter what your primary starting gate position may be. And a lot of it's driven by these life scripts. That's why I say over and over, shut off CNN, shut off MSNBC, this negative programming, this bitterness, this hate. We got to quit condoning our own hate while criticizing everybody else. We got to quit justifying our own hate while judging everybody else's. This cost, what we're on this path, is tremendous for all three roles and leads to emotional, mental, physical pain. Efforts to avoid pain by blaming or looking for someone else to take care of us only ends up generating greater pain in the end. Look at the mess we're in as a country. When we shield others from the truth, we rescue them. We discount their abilities, and this creates more pain. Everyone involved in the the triangle dynamics ends up hurt and angry at some point. No one wins. Look familiar? Look at our political process. Look at uh, the way we hate each other. We're killing each other, slaughtering each other. At some point, we've got to deal with this anger. You can ban all the guns, ban all the rocks, ban all the knives, but until you deal with the source of anger, hurting people hurt people. And there are things that happen, characteristics, consequences on being on the triangle. Let's take a look at them. First of all, lack of personal responsibility, right? Whenever we fail to take responsibility for ourselves, we end up on the triangle, Not even rescuers who pride themselves on being responsible take responsibility for themselves. They take care of everyone else but have no idea how to do it for themselves. Not taking personal responsibility is a key identifying factor in recognizing where, when we are on the drama triangle. Persecutors shift responsibility of blaming others for their misery. Victims look for someone else to take responsibility for them. Not one of the three roles takes responsibility for themselves. Then we're dealing with painful beliefs. Remember, George Bernard Shaw wanted to be the George Bernard Shaw he could have been without the limiting belief systems, without the painful beliefs rule. Unhealthy beliefs about ourselves and the world instilled in childhood become rigid rules that may need to be violated. That's why the story about the Japanese soldier, well done soldier, but that war is over. You're functioning behind walls and belief systems that were structured to keep you safe from get you through a war as a young kid. You're not that person anymore. Yet you put in place beliefs and dictums. And think about this. There are family dictums such as don't talk about it, don't share feelings, or it's selfish to take care of yourself are some of the old beliefs that have ruled us and must be challenged if we are to find inner peace. We didn't expect and even celebrate uncomfortable feelings when they come up for us, learning to see them as opportunities for freeing ourselves. Sometimes we simply need to sit with an uncomfortable feeling, such as guilt, without acting on it. Guilt does not necessarily imply that we have behaved wrong or unethically. 
Guilt is often a learned response, again, from our family of origin. Sometimes guilt just means that we've broken a dysfunctional family. How about painful feelings? Frequently, we get on the triangle through part of the port of painful feelings. It seems that many of us tend to let painful feelings rule us. And feelings are nothing more than a chemical response. Remember, we release 63 known chemicals. So you got to get this. we got to deal with the past. Otherwise, we just repeat it. Denial. Anytime we deny our feelings, we set ourselves up for a victim perspective. Feelings are real. I'm not saying they're not. They are energy in motion. They're information. And when we discount or undermine our emotions, we end up overtaking them. And we live in a world that's unemotionally intelligent. People stuff, 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 snap. People stuff, 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 snap. See, we can't take responsibility for ourselves when we refuse to acknowledge our feelings, which means that these disavowed inner tyrants will go on driving our behavior from behind the scene. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And although it's true that our feelings are generated by what we believe, feelings are nonetheless important. But they don't need to be law. You are not what you feel. It is a chemical reaction. They alert us when we are thinking unhappy thoughts, feeling bad, for instance. Let us know as we are thinking a most unhappy, possibly distorted belief. Instead of denying the feeling, we learn to follow the feeling to the belief behind it. That's why I always say, I go to the structure. People are lost in my class for the first half because most people are snorkelers. But I'm scuba diving. I'm down at the base. Dishonesty is another way that puts us on the drama triangle. Getting honest with ourselves is the most basic requirement for getting off the triangle. But a lot of us have a tough time being honest with ourselves. That's why what makes my training so tough at likeitmatters.net is I create a level of honesty where each individual will have to take a 100% honest look at themselves. That level of honesty is in relation to how they can improve in every aspect of their life. You got to get that. Projection. We have a tendency to project our feelings or what other people did to us onto other people. We tend to deny feelings and beliefs that we have judged as negative or unacceptable. As previously mentioned, we rescue ourselves by pushing these unacceptable parts into the dark unconsciousness. And they stay there and they affect us. Remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Everything else is unconscious. The highest level of learning is something called unconscious competence. So you got to get these scripts, these, these things on the drama triangle. They hurt us. And so we got to get off the drama triangle. Four steps to escape the drama triangle. And this is from a woman by the name of Mel- Melody Wilding. Melody Wilding. She says, how to escape the drama triangle. Number one, identify your role. In order to change a pattern, you first have to identify it. You escape the drama triangle by first gaining awareness of the dysfunctional dynamics at play. A great book called The Games People Play by Eric Byrne. Highly recommend it. Number two, ask yourself which of the labels you identify with the most. Do you sometimes tend to complain or act helpless? Are you a victim? Do you find yourself blaming other people, a persecutor? Or are you always the reliable, dependable one that enables a problem or behavior to continue the rescuer? Your role may shift, but you're one of those three where you identify most often. And then number three, do things differently, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. Do something different. Victims, don't outsource your self-esteem by seeking validation from other people. Instead, strengthen your decision-making skills and work on your structured belief system. Go to likeitmatters.net. Rescuers, pay attention to what drains your energy, Right? And to curb people-pleasing, develop firm boundaries, say no more than you say yes. Persecutors, replace accusation. Replace sweeping statements like you always forget to call, or black people always do this, or white people always do this, or men always do this. Change them with statements. When I didn't hear from you, I felt worried. Better yet, aspire to replace the drama triangle with compassion, with listening, with assertiveness. It's what she calls this melody Wilding calls the winner's triangle. And number four, stand your ground. Keep in mind that when you change your behavior, people around you will balk. They may get defensive or feel hurt. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Rather, it's a flexion of normal growing pains that will ultimately change your relationship for the better. Taking new action can feel uncomfortable at first, but it's essential to shaking up and escaping the very status quo put in place. 
by the drama triangle. And that's what I'm here for. I'm your radio life caddy to help you live your life in a way that matters. To be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow today. To be the change that you want to see and be in this world. Go to likeitmatters.net for me to help you make that change permanent. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.